Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the latest Outsports podcast. It is early July. We've just finished the 4th of July and uh, it's sort of the middle of summer, which God, when you get older, it really seems like everything, it seemed like just a day ago it was Christmas, and now it's the 4th of July, um, and we are back from Chicago a week ago. We talked about that, and uh, Sid, do you finally recover from your Chicago adventures? <laughs> I did, though Though, though, I needed a couple of days to recover from Independence Day weekend, but I'm looking forward to some relaxation this weekend. Good. My Independence Day, I was, uh, had to work and then had to help a friend move. So I got to see fireworks from his balcony. So mm. a little bit unusual. I usually go back to the Catskills, and it did not go this year because of what we didn't have it this year. So only the second Independence Day I spent in L.A. in the last 16 years. So I felt a little bit odd. Yeah, I wanted to go down to Laguna Beach, but I always worry about the traffic. But but for some reason, I think everyone worries about the traffic because it ends up not being bad. The friends of mine told me it wasn't bad at all. So. I should have gone next year. I'll head down there. It's have you been down there for the Fourth of July? It's beautiful and fun. Yeah, it's, I've usually been always, almost always gone to upstate New York. Yeah, well, it's well. The next few Independence Days will be in the middle of the week, so no long weekend. No, that's right. Yeah, the next. Yeah, the ne- yeah, the, there'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, next three years. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we'll see what happens. But I got to see some. Actually, the, I had a great view of all the downtown fireworks. They had them at Grand Park and downtown LA. It was actually quite nice. Yeah, so we, we go up, on, the, up, up near our house. There's a cliff that you can you can watch literally the entire city from Santa Monica to Dodger Stadium, and and I mean, <laughs> the police and the fire have their hands filled because you see about a, literally 150 fireworks displays, and you know that many of them are not licensed, are not being supervised. I mean, a lot of stuff like south of the ten. It looks like uh, 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 Crenshaw and 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 Compton and Inglewood uh, are literally under attack. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, down on my street, there was just you know all sorts of M80s and everything going off, and you know they were it gives people a license to set off a lot of stuff. Well, luckily the city didn't go up in flames, which is a distinct possibility <laughs> with with how dry it is here. Oh, exactly. Yeah. The, LA Times had a story today. It, the last five years, the driest ever in recorded Los Angeles history. What well, did they um, really need a, a study to figure that out? <laughs> well, no, I could have taken a wild guess and told you that. Well, the last one was 58 to 63, and has beat that uh, by two inches a year of rain. Wow. So it's and then with La Nina, and of course La Nina is going to be happening this year, which means drier than normal. But since El Nino in L.A. was a bust, it'll probably be super wet. So go figure. <laughs> well, I hope so. We need it. Yeah, we definitely need it. Uh, and speaking of people who need some help, uh, we want to begin the show talking about Rio. It's uh, the Summer Olympics are a month away, and to me, and maybe it's just me, they seem like they're about six months away. I mean, I remember the run up to London. It just seemed, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it was simply a lot more buzz and excitement this close to it. Um, you're having 
You have a government in Brazil that's in chaos. The president's been removed as she waits impeachment. The person replacing her from the other party is under major corruption investigation. So it kind of it's one of those things that we don't know if it's a coup or not that happened. Um, we have Zika, which has taken hold in Brazil, which has caused some athletes not to go. We have the waters that the sailors and the rowers are going to be in filled with sewage with uh, medical people saying there's pretty much a 99% chance that if you are in those waters, you will get some sort of infection. Um, you have crime rampant in Rio with the police holding a sign welcoming visitors saying, welcome to hell, you will not be safe here. And we had a report in the New York Times two days ago saying that LGBT violence is on the rise in Brazil. So kind of like, welcome to the Olympics, Sid. Well, <laughs> a couple of things there. We say every two years, God, the Olympics are just a month away, and who cares, and nobody knows. And then, of course, the athletes start competing, and NBC starts plastering it all over their airwaves, and all of a sudden, by day two, everyone is glued to the set and cheering on the swimmers and the runners. So, honestly, I think this is par for the course. This, this happens every Olympics. I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs like, I could not care less. And then after the opening ceremony and, and, and results start coming in, the medal count starts racking up, everybody suddenly cares. So I, I, I'm, I, I, I don't remember being excited for any previous Olympics since I was like a teenager a, a month out. So I just, I, I just think this is par for the course. And, 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 you know, NBC has not been ramping up its, its um, promotion like it will, so... You know, I'll I'll wait and see. People will get excited once the medal count starts and Canada starts, you know, yapping about being third and closing in on the U.S. And people will get into it. I think. Well, except I did look. We did. We we had written a lot more prior to the London Olympics four years ago than we have here. Um, and I do sense it's a little different. I mean, there, it really is a country right now that is going through. When it got the Olympics seven years ago, it was. It was the the, you know, the the next big thing. It was you know the the BRIC countries: Brazil, Russia, India, China were going to be the new dominant economies. Well, Russia's economy is in the tank because of oil prices. India's economy is struggling. China's slowing down, and Brazil's gone through some major problems. So a lot has changed in seven years. I agree with you. We'll get more excited when it is now. But there seem to be a whole host of problems. I mean, this whole thing where the competitors are going to be in the in the waters. I mean, those waters simply are. I mean, people. I saw a guy on the BBC yesterday saying that every time, like almost, you're in the water as a sailor. You're anytime water splashes up on you, it is what he called it. Alien things are entering your body, Ooh. and I'm curious to see what happens to people after these events if they wind up with these weird airborne illness has gotten from literally rowing through sewage, like. AP has done some wonderful investigative report of just how dirty the waters are, and they're not going to be cleaned in time. You know, <laughs> maybe this is the one where disaster will actually strike. But again, how many times have we seen Beijing? Oh my, the air quality is a total disaster. It's not safe. Stay away. You cannot. You're you're going to get sick. You a marathon. You can. There's no way you can hold a marathon here. And then of course everything goes fine. And before Athens, the, the, the sites weren't built. And then it was going to be a disaster, and everything was fine. So it seems like and so before Sochi. Oh, this is not built, and that's not built, and this is a mess. 
and every time it seemed to come off as fine. So maybe maybe this is just the boy who cried wolf, and finally the wolf is going to come eat the Olympians. But I, at least every other Olympics, if not every Olympics, somebody is screaming bloody murder, and it's going to be a disaster. And every time we sit in our living rooms and and sip on our wine and watch the Olympics, and nobody cares. So I I, I just I, I I'll be surprised, I guess, if disaster actually ensues this time because we hear disaster is going to ensue every Olympics, except for well, London. But I, I think, think part London, of it is, that is part of perspective. I mean, Sochi was a mess, meaning that the they basically spent $50 billion on a Potemkin village that is not being used now. The same thing with all the events in China. London went actually very well. I guess maybe part of the issue is that we are given this show for two weeks, and then the host cities have to clean up, and no one actually looks back at it. The minute we're done with Sochi, we don't give a shit about Sochi ever again in our lives. And yet the facilities there really were substandard and barely held up through the Olympics, and now they're not, they're not being used. The bird's nest in, uh, is turned been turned into a flea market in Beijing because it has no use. So I think my but who sort cares? of concern is more – But it's, well, it's, well, it's well, I guess not, the people who live there care. It's a disaster. We keep hearing how the Olympics are going to be a disaster. It's not going to come off. We hear this every well, other year. I don't year. think people are saying it, people aren't, you're, you're exaggerating. People aren't saying it's going to be a disaster in Brazil, but the waters are not clean. So I, if I was a rower or a sailor, I would be concerned about what the hell I'm going to pick up there if I'm literally rowing through shit. I mean, I think, and I, so no one's saying it's going to, no one's saying it's not going to come off, but they're simply are having a lot more problems than anyone thought they were going to have when they were given the bid seven years ago, when Brazil was flying high on top of the world economically. And now everything is, it, you know, the, the government's in paralysis because there's nobody, there's nobody really in charge. And so I think that's the point is that, and so I got I, I guess I've always had a problem with the Olympics. Because they tend to saddle, Except in the cases, basically Sydney, L.A., uh, London seem to be the three places that have pulled them off well, where they were managed well enough that the aftermath wasn't bad. But other places have, you know, just the, the stuff become the, these white elephants that wasted money that could have been used on so many other things. I'm just not a big person on, you know, getting an Olympic bid because for the most part, I think the host cities are left holding the bag. So I think that's the difference, at least for me. Yeah, it's funny. I keep you know, Some of our friends are, you know, full bore on – Oh, bring the Olympics to L.A. in 2024, and uh, a couple of people asked me. Somebody asked me if I wanted to march in the parade, the gay, par- the gay pride parade, to 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 bring it. I'm like, no, are you crazy? Why on earth do we want that here? I I I just don't see it as this feather in the cap that a lot of these other places do, and I just I'd I'd rather have them keep it far far away from Los Angeles. But again, I we're again. Well, except the weird thing was I, that was the one that. Actually, I know the, wound up I with a surplus. And, I I know it worked, and 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 other. I mean, the ones in the United States. I mean, the uh, Salt Lake worked worked ultimately worked out very well, but that was going to be a disaster too, if you remember. And well, there was uh, a lot Atlanta, of, bri- of, there was a lot of bribery there. <laughs> yeah, but it worked. Uh, yeah, anyway, oh, so you, yeah, you I, I agree with you. Though, these... in China and London and Rio. Well, well, that's a different story. You get totalitarian regimes, and you know, any stuff could happen, but. I do think the L.A. stuff worked because they tended, they tended to not build a lot of new facilities for it, which is what always tends to happen. Let's build a brand – like they're going to use the Coliseum if they get it in 2024. They're not building a stadium just to hold the Olympic opening right. ceremony. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, L.A. might be able to pull it off. Um, Sydney apparently did it exceptionally well because all their 
all their facilities are now being used. We used them in 2002 at the gay games. They were a lot of them were used for the gay games two years later. They've converted a lot to apartments and housing. So they've actually, you know, people who actually had a forthright plan and made sense, it could work. But um, and that's what happened in London too. I saw. I went I'm to get in into London. it. I'm not like not not into it. I'm simply saying. I just remember, and I looked up our archive. We did do more four years ago at this point than we're doing now, which does transition is to we will be. We are sort of investigating the number of LGBT athletes, and it's still a little too early to come up with numbers. But, um, you know, we're we're finding people on this team and that team and this sport and that sport. And so it sounds like we're going to have a fair number of uh, of out athletes this year. Well, I should hope so. I mean, it's, it's, you can't really compare the winter to the Summer Olympics because there's so many more athletes in the summer. But yeah. last time I went back and we had 23 LGBT athletes competing, and then a couple of out coaches, and these are out. These are people who are publicly out. And I, I would hope that four years later we would have more than that. It certainly looks like we're going to. Fortunately, some of the Olympians who've come out uh, since uh, since uh, 2012 have, have retired and uh, aren't aren't going to be competing again. But but yeah, we'll we'll have more. Just how many? I mean, will it be 28? Will it be 35? Will it be 40? Will it be some really, really high number by the time the Olympics end? And then, of course, we know about some athletes who are LGBT who won't talk about it, which I make yeah. me crazy. But. And the other problem we have in trying to get an accurate number is you'll have, say, in Europe, you know, t- sports like team handball that we never follow. I always hear after right. the fact, oh, so-and-so has been openly married to her partner forever, you know, but because she's been open forever, it was never a story, and so no one's ever written about it. And so we often add to the list afterwards because someone will say three members of the French fencing fencing team are you know out lesbians. And so it's it seems that the men we tend to have a better number because those, for whatever reason, are always celebrated more. There's always more attention paid to them. We already know Tom Daly is qualified, for example, and Robbie Manson's qualified for New Zealand. So we already have more men this year than we did in 2012 when we had just Matthew. Well, and I'm sorry, I take that back. We had some yeah, equestrian, equestrian guys. Time, so. Correct, yeah, and I yeah. take that. Yeah, so we hope we have more out men than we've had before, but uh, finding women get to be a little tougher because a lot of them are simply so out that everyone, there's like no no pub about it, and then you find out that, you know, half the team's married to each other. So it's Which well, is a cool thing be... just that it makes hard to get a number. Well, and what I, what I find is, a lot of times I'll look at an athlete. She might uh, be a handball player for Sweden, and I'll go to her Wikipedia page. It'll 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 say right there in 2011. You know, she married her wife, um, but we just never heard about it because she's a handball player in Sweden, and neither handball nor Sweden are very popular in the United States. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so you have, so you have that part of it too. Again, yeah, like you said, people who are totally open is just. We missed the Wikipedia update, or we we missed the article where she just casually mentioned her wife and three kids. Yeah, so I guarantee you we will have our first list soon, and it'll have a number, whatever the number is. That'll be updated because we'll hear from people. You forgot so and so, you left out so and so, and which is a good thing. Um, but it is it is kind of makes it tricky to have a definitive number you could say absolutely certain like we said 23 and four years ago there could have been 33 there could have been 10 other people that no one ever let us know about because like you said they played for americans obscure sports and you know they especially the team sports you have 20 people on a team you know you're not going to know the story of everybody 
and even their yeah. bios aren't, don't always reveal a whole lot. And then you have to go through the bios of what every handball team that's going. It gets a little bit tricky, but we have some people helping us with that. But, um, you know, it is it is a thing that we will do what we did last time and follow uh, the, the Olympians' uh, medal count. I mean, uh, Tom Daly is going to be one of the favorites to medal in one of the events. So um, he's up there, and I'm not sure about some of the others right now. Yeah, well, obviously the gay guys will be focused on Tom Daly. <laughs> he wears no clothes and stands there stark naked in front of the TV cameras. <laughs> so people will – he's in uh, He's in both uh, – he's a platform and synchro. Is it two? Uh, yeah, well, I think he's qualified in both those events. Those are always near the end. They're usually the last three days of the Olympics. So right. the first week is swimming. The second week is track and field. I don't know of any swimmers right now. Uh, I have to look at our list. I mean, we we got we got a lot of names to go through, uh, and then you have track and field is the second week, and then the other team sports usually start and run throughout the entire thing. Um, the good thing about this Olympics, from a TV point of view, is Rio is five hours ahead of LA. It's only two hours ahead of New York, so you're going to have a lot of stuff shown live on TV. Oh and well, and so they will. not. Which is great. You're not going to have that yeah. idea of you know the well. They they basically decided four years ago they ain't gonna they weren't going to not because everything's broadcast somewhere. They weren't trying to hide the results. <laughs> like remember the old days, we used to like don't tell me who won the right. men hundred meter. Um, well, now it's going to almost certainly be geared towards at least the East Coast live view. So you'll see uh, the premier events are going to be shown live, which is actually a good thing. Uh, that's how the rest of the world watches the Olympics and. Uh, we'll get to see some of the same stuff. Well, I remember when Matthew Mitchum won his gold medal, and you know, I was sitting there in a hotel in Washington D.C. And I think I think you and I were on the phone, I can't, or maybe you were. I can't, whatever it was, um, it wasn't being shown live. It was going to be shown that night, and I posted it live, like Matthew Mitchum wins gold, and people were furious that we had yeah, I remember ruined that. their TV watching that night. But I mean, it was. It wasn't going to be shown for ten hours later, and and I how in Facebook was just starting an email and text message. How, how could you not somehow hear at some point that this had happened? But I guess people yeah, and then also I remember that you posted that, and then we got some traffic, and then it was shown on the East Coast, and our server crashed. And then three hours later, it was shown on the West Coast, and our server crashed. And because everyone was rushing to Matthew Mitchum Gay, and it was hair raising for me because I was the guy dealing with the server people, and it was like, don't the one, you know, what's the time to go down? And but it really showed the power of that. Now it would be impossible to keep that, you know, with 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 Twitter and everything else. It just you, you, nobody keeps that a secret anymore, and nobody even bothers to try it. If you don't want to know. Basically, do not, you know, look at your phone or the Internet all day. You know, if, if, yeah. if you're bound and determined to watch something as it happened, uh, don't go, you know, you're, you, it's your own fault if you wind up checking Twitter for anything else because you're bound to stumble across somebody posting it somewhere. Um, so, again, this year, this year, that won't be a big issue because they're not going to be showing many things um, on tape delay. Yeah, with a two-hour thing, I know that, like, for example, the men, let's see, what does it be, 10 o'clock would be midnight in, in Brazil. They'll probably start at 10 o'clock. You know, they'll probably have them backed up earlier in Brazil, so they make East Coast prime time is what I'm guessing, because NBC pays yeah. more than anybody else. So it's, 
you know, the stuff will be live at 8 o'clock. I mean, I don't, I'm, not sure how, I'm curious how NBC will do that, meaning they always want to build up to the end. So let's suppose you have the men's 100 meters, and it's shown it's 10 o'clock at night in Brazil, which is 8 o'clock Eastern. Would they show it at the beginning of the 8 o'clock hour, which they should, or they would they literally try to hold it until 10 o'clock? You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, because they want, yeah, the... They want you to hang around with the audience, and if you leave, but on the other hand, it seems insane because the NBA games it starts at six o'clock on the West Coast in Golden State, right? They don't they don't delay they don't say well we'll show you the game at nine you know at nine o'clock in L.A. You show it live at six, so you think you would show it as it happened, but it's NBC. They can do anything. That's interesting. I bet they delay it. I bet they do for the West Coast at least. That's interesting. No, but for the I East don't know Coast how they meeting, don't. when you could show it live, how do you how do you not show it live though? When it's too, it just seems insane for a two hour difference that you would basically tell people um, wait for it, wait until ten thirty at night to see that. But you might be right; they may figure that these days you want to watch it live. Watch it, you know. They'll you can stream everything now. They'll let you watch it on your laptop, but you want to watch it on TV? Hang around. Yeah, I get, and yeah, I don't know. That's funny. Well. They have had endless hours of meetings and focus groups on this very thing. So you and I aren't going to solve it right now. <laughs> and I certainly hope we'll that the streaming worked better. Given all all the technology advances, it still is clunky when you're when you're you're trying to get on with tens of millions of other people and your thing buffers. So I certainly hope they have that problem solved because that would drive that drove me nuts the last time watching a watching I watched a hundred meter men's. Uh, swimming final and it buffered from the beginning to the end and so I didn't even get to see it because it's over in 10 <laughs> seconds um, but yeah I wanted to shift gears to talk about a subject you wrote about this week and that is basically how we use um, I guess you want to say first names with names of transgender people because Sports Illustrated had a cover story where they had Caitlyn Jenner on it and in the little mini headline what did it exactly say? It said Bruce Jenner, but how did it say it? This is the person known as Bruce Jenner, or what? How did they how did they frame it on their issue? Remember? Well, they um, well, first of all, they 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 put Caitlyn's former name. I mean, right there on the cover. I mean, it is it, it is right there. But I'm and, saying, how did they say it? What did the headlines? How did it frame it in the headline? Did it say this is the person? Who, what, who you knew as, or how did they? How did the word Bruce come in there? I have to look at it again real quick. I, you know, and of course it's upstairs where I can't see it. <laughs> I don't worry about it. But anyway, so that Here was we go. No, it, wrote it, a, it, wrote it, it says, it says, Caitlyn Jenner as you know her now, Bruce Jenner as you never knew him then. And, you know, and then in the subhead for the article, it, it mentions her former name. And then they use almost a dozen pictures before her transition and and refer to her former name throughout the article. Whenever they refer to her uh, in regards to her performance at the Olympics, they refer to her former name and use male pronouns. And they throw in a disclaimer and quote somebody from GLAAD that, uh, you know, that's supposed to kind of give them cover for the whole thing. Uh, and I, I understand that 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 obviously people knew Caitlyn Jenner by another name and another gender before they knew her as Caitlyn Jenner, but it just it, it just seems to me like a mistake to to do that. I understand mentioning her former name once, 
but to plaster the cover and the subhead and the article and the photos, it really seemed like overkill to me. They could have they could have just as easily put a disclaimer in the article that said, we understand that the public knew Caitlin by a different pronoun and a different name before she transitioned. But out of respect for the trans community and who she is today, we are we are going to use Caitlin and female pronouns throughout and we have we have altered uh quotes from people to reflect her current identity. They could have just as easily done that, but they of course they chose, I'm sure almost all cisgender people, probably almost all men, uh and I'm sure they I know they talked to at least one trans person who kind of gave them, eh, yeah, I suppose you can do that because Caitlin does raise different issues. But they again the choice we at Outsports have made a choice. I mean, we all virtually, I will never mention her former name, uh, certainly in writing. Um, obviously, I read her name just now on the cover. And I, I think maybe you mentioned every once in a while in passing. But, but the way they did it was just over, seemed overkill to me. I guess I had less of a problem. And I don't know why, you know, why it's so, I mean, everybody knew Caitlyn Jenner as Bruce Jenner. That was her identity and she's even she is referred to that that's how you know when she won the won all the medals and so i i think totally differently about a very public figure than i do about a a a private person and you know i've never asked any trans person you know what was the name your parents gave you when you were born it's none of my business they want to tell me in this case i do think it was overkill but i don't think journalistically it was a great sin to me um because of the totally public nature of Caitlyn Jenner and her past. And I think that's, that's the issue. Writing a story, I have a little trouble changing quotes. If someone referred to Caitlyn by her former name of actually changing that, unless you're going to put it in parentheses, I think that's a little bit like yeah. trying to erase a certain part of history that if someone, you know, if somebody simply like the way they would talk about Muhammad Ali as Cassius Clay, if they said in a quote, well, Cassius Clay, whatever. Well, I'm not going to change that to Muhammad Ali because that's not what the person said. But I think, and I think your story made a point, and I think some of the readers that responded seems that this seemed to be a different case because of the attendant publicity that Caitlin actually brought to this issue and how public she has been and how she has herself often used her former name. And so it might be one of those things where this is where they get a bit of a pass simply because of the very public nature but in general you simply don't do that and i do think it was overkill i do think mentioning it a couple times and framing it would be good and i think with a photo you you simply could have said jenner comma competing in 19 whatever you didn't have to use the first or last you don't use any first name because in a cut line it's obvious who you're referring to we do that at the la times all the time you don't always have to say Hillary Clinton, you could say Clinton, you know, Trump, whatever. So I do think you didn't have to use that in in any photo captions, and it was an easier way to write a story without always having. You could have simply said Jenner pretty much throughout the piece. And even if it sounded clunky to the writer, it's like, well, sometimes you got to do that for um, sensitivity's sake. You know, the same way if there are two people with the same last name, you often have to use, repeat the name, John Smith, Jane Smith, you know even if it sounds weird. So in this case, I think they could have done some better editing and gotten around 90% of those having to use whatever name they were going to use. So, you know, I I agree, uh, and I thought it was a provocative thing that you posted because it does – 
it is something people are wrestling with. And so um, I thought well, again, in general I wasn't you're, bothered, but you're right, it was overkill. Absolutely a difference between Caitlin and somebody who no one had heard of before, like a like a um, a Janet Mock, right? No one mm-hmm. knew Janet Mock before transition. No one has any idea what her what her former name was. So to, so so there is a difference between referring to Janet Mock by male pronouns and and a male name and Caitlyn Jenner who was who was famous beforehand. Again, my point my point was to raise the question. A trans person even wrote to me and said, "Wow, you actually changed my mind. Like I actually thought the article was fine, but you're right. Why did they not just go the other way?" Why didn't they try to reduce the number of mentions of Bruce? Why didn't they put a, a different kind of disclaimer? They could have chosen another way, and they didn't. And, and, and to me, I was overkill. Um, putting it on the cover really, really was unnecessary to me. Yeah, and again, a lot of times edit, editing, you simply could have used Jenner throughout in, in, in references, and even if it seemed like there were a lot of Jenners, well, sorry. Sometimes you, sometimes you have to do that with stories. Um, and you know, get 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 it out of the way of your style or whatever. So, um, but it, it's one of those issues that is going to keep coming up, and I'm, I'm glad that we raised it. Um, but that's all the kind of issues we have time to raise right now because we're out of time. Uh, time flies fast. We may be off. Well, I think we're off next week because we both are not available, and then we'll have some Olympic stuff and uh, gear up for the summer. So, until then, this is Jim and Sid, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>